Welcome to episode one of FASD What's the Crack, hosted by the ANF Network. I'm Scott, and today I am joined by my colleagues, Maggie and Rob. Well, how's it going? <laughs> Hello. Hi. Oh, dear me. So this is a first in, uh, th- sorry, this is our f- uh, series one, uh, our first episode. And um, what we've decided to do is we've, uh, F- as FASDR, and we're going to have a podcast. We're going to just talk about FASD, how it affects people. We're going to have some guests on. Um, but we thought for this very first podcast, what we would do is we'd introduce ourselves and um, get to know each other a bit better on a banter kind of um, level because obviously um, we want this podcast to be engaging and dare I say fun? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Inspirational. It's not going to be boring. That is definitely not going to be boring um, because it's three of us. so. So I think let's start off by saying that we all have quite good fun in the office don't we we all have a laugh we all like a bit of crack when we're out and about and stuff and we go to events and stuff so i think that we've got a list of questions here to get to know each other but first of all let me go to rob and we'll come to you last maggie because most people know you and i but nobody really knows rob yeah. in fact he's like an enigma isn't he yeah mm. Mystery, rob. i have no presence <laughs> <laughs> well you definitely don't have any social media presence we don't no, have i don't yeah no, no. so Give it up about a year and a half ago now Madness. Could you imagine yeah. not having social media? No. Yeah. Year and a half. All I have is Snapchat and WhatsApp. They're only really the ones you use for talking to people. Yeah. So you didn't, you're not a doom scroller then? No. Found it way too, like, you just sap your energy. Like, yeah. You've, you know, you're you're there sitting on the toilet next thing you're there 20 minutes because you've just gone scrolling into something. <laughs> I mean, like, he's not wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel se- I or, feel seen. I feel seen. Yeah. yeah, like it's I just I got sick of it. But for yeah. someone your age, because not being funny, you're not old. You're twenty two. Yeah. 22. So for someone in twenty two, that's quite an unusual yeah. thing yeah. not to be into that kind of Yeah. Do people like say that uh, to you? Or? Yeah, they would, yeah. Um just last I like so I work in the pub as well, as you both know, but everyone else obviously doesn't. I work in a pub as well, and there was this band playing last night. And, like, I asked the band, like, at the end, because they were really good. They were playing for this wedding. The wedding was only small, like, 30 people at it. But, um, like, they were really, really good, and they do weddings and stuff. And I just wanted to know, did they do birthdays hmm. or anything? Just if there was any coming up. And I asked them for their card. And they kind of looked at me. Like, <laughs> they, were, they were like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah, our name's Blue Romantics or whatever it is. And uh, we have Instagram, Facebook and stuff. You can find us there. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sounds okay. I actually don't have either. <laughs> or not. And then they were just like, oh, okay. So I just got a piece of paper and just wrote it down or whatever. Wow. That's, yeah, because I've just gone to Facebook and liked them. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting. Well, so that's Rob. Um, and Rob is uh, at FASDR and you're our hub development assistant and you're here mm. on a, what is it you're on? A work placement. Work placement yeah, for your university. Yeah, it's compulsory part of the degree, yeah. yeah. Uh, you have to do work placement somewhere. Um, actual course. Wouldn't have, you'd think I'd be doing something to social care or psychology or something, but kind of. Got yeah, something related to yeah. FASD, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we kind of got landed a bit, a bit uh, 
randomly I thought at the start but then when he came into doing the whole like I do geography and linguistics so linguistics you can have I can draw a few bits off like taking hope causing you know the whole design and the 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 pathway and that for like questions and that that was kind of similar to some bits of what I'd be doing in in college with like signs and how people talk and stuff and then geography obviously called bringing all the information from around the country and, and oh, together. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, you know places yeah. that we've probably never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although that's not geography, is it? Not, no, I love better than looking at a map. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, your ordnance surveys. I bet you've got yeah. a stack of them at home, haven't you? I have one here in the desk. Oh, he's got one on his desk. Boring map Ireland, Collins edition. <laughs> I was looking at it. It's missing a lot of back roads around home, so I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't rely on this to get you everywhere, but... Oh, dear me. Hilarious. And uh, Maggie? Yes, sir? Yeah. The first first podcast host, someone with FASD. Is that right? Is that what you're telling me? I think so. I know there's been a few in the past where individuals have done their own podcast, but never is actually a core group of hosts. So this will be a first. It will. We're being on this side of the microphone. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you've obviously you've done a lot of interviews and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, you've been yeah. on the ANF podcast as well, haven't you? Oh, but, I have. But you, like, well, Al thought he was going to help you back, but well, you might do it at some point because yeah. your story was so full, and I, I don't want to say long because that's a long thing. To say, it was really it was long. Only, there was a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. When you're only when you've only got an hour, and it's impossible to cover it in an hour, yeah. isn't it? So. But we've got you here now, so that's tough, isn't it? So you're yeah. a podcast host now as well. I know. And obviously you work for FASD Ireland and um, you do a variety of things, I guess. It's, it's safe to say you, you kind of dip in and dip out and yeah, co-host co some of the training, the workshops that we do. Yeah. I think it's, that's a good way of putting it, that I dip my feet in and out of things and I get to do a lot of, I guess expanding of what I'm interested in with advocating or mentoring or just talking and just raising awareness but it also means I have huge opportunities to work with other organizations across the globe and like be able to figure out what they're doing and then try and bring it back here and be like hey this is working for this organization hmm, might be something worth exploring and I think that's yeah it works well I think it works well. yeah yeah exactly and um Two weeks ago, we did our first online workshop, didn't yeah. we? Just two of us. Mm. <laughs> we haven't actually seen you know. since we did it. I didn't. Yeah, not not both of you together. I haven't seen you yeah. uh, and asked how it kind of went um, or anything. You missed out on that one. I thought it was good. Yeah, I didn't feel so great at the end of it. It's one of those imposter syndrome moments where yeah, you like something new. Like, mm. did you feel the same? Yeah, I think like I. We didn't think it was three hours and we didn't think we were going to fill up that three hours. Um, boy, did we fill well, it up. Yeah. It was, we went over the three hours. Um, <laughs> this one, we're just like, no. <laughs> well, because we started off, when we first um, opened up, we said, like, yeah. we've set three hours. If we get to two and we've run out of things to say and you've no questions, because we're, we're used to the workshops that we squeeze into the day for yeah. people like SNAs and, yeah. and stuff like that. And generally... I th well, I think what we found is with some of the workshops that we do that people are really wary of having their cameras on and engaging because um, sometimes it's parents who 
um, are inquisitive about FASD and they're just at the be kind of beginning mm -hmm. stages of yeah, working yeah. that out. Yeah. So they're really not keen on kind of asking questions or making themselves known. Yeah. And the SNA training, so for anybody who's listening outside of Ireland, the SNA is special needs system, isn't it? In yeah. School. yeah. Um, so the SNA training is is normally the end of a working day. If you imagine you've you've been dealing with a child yeah. who you think is FASD oh, all day, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is engage with somebody. Yeah. So, but that's what we're used to. So I think when we said we'd do three hours, it was like, oh, can we actually fill three hours? But it was people with FASD. It was parents yeah. of people with FASD. There was a psychologist there, Psych a psychotherapist there, manager. Yeah. Um, Mm. But I think what made it different is on so many webinars, it's you put your question into a to the chat and then it's just moderating stuff. Whereas this, we really want it to be as relaxed and we just want people to feel comfortable. And I mean, we had so much engagement, just not from just individuals, but also from because it's open to everyone around the globe. We we're having people from Alaska be like, yeah, this yeah, is and weird. There was an Alaskan person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? who has FASD, and there's people in Canada, and there's people from Scotland, and so it was like it was really cool to be able to hear about the different experiences of Absolutely. lived experience. About oh, this works for me. Hmm. And actually, I think what was really funny, we were talking about things, and you could just see people nodding their heads, being like, "Yep, yeah. oh, I know what you're talking about." Absolutely. And being feeling validated, and I think yeah. that yeah. a lot of people came out of that who had lived experience or living with FASD, and they felt validated that actually. I'm not alone. Yeah. And I think that was. And you can live in somewhere on the, completely different in the globe, and it's the same, actually. And the one thing that I would say about that was we picked up on a few things that mm. we never really thought about before. And yeah. we're probably going to discuss, discuss yeah. them as we go through this podcast, not this podcast, but other episodes of the podcast. So things like medication, yeah. things like parenting styles, and stuff like that. So it'll be, it's interesting to actually have discussed that with other people yeah. and to bring their takeaways as well because a lot of people hadn't thought about yeah. stuff that to do as well so yeah it's all good um so whilst people on the anf network may know me there might be new people listening so do you, got anything mm. you want to ask me you know i mean like what do i do i don't know yeah <laughs> what do well, you do scott <laughs> yeah what, what? i cook jacket potatoes yeah. They did look very good. They, they did really look very fluffy. good. Yeah. They so, very... um, yeah, today for lunch, um, we. <laughs> this is going to be the most boring podcast. Today for lunch, Rob had a wrap with vegetables and chicken in it. No, it's pretty good now. Pulled pork. Pulled oh. pork, yeah. Um, but you just get a bit bored of some of the lunches that they serve in the supermarket. So, today, um, Tris and I had a baked potato with coleslaw mm. and cheese. It's really nice. Anyway, um, so what do I do? So, yeah, I guess I just kind of do. The operation side at FASD Ireland, so you know, keeping Tris in check behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. for the most part, yes, you're right, and that's unusual for me actually, because I'm normally like in previous jobs, I've been kind of out to represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that it's it's not a role that I feel comfortable with within FAS with FAS within yeah. FASD land because a statistic, <laughs> I can't even <laughs> say the word statistics and things like that. I'm useless with. I'm useless with numbers yeah. and figures and, and all that sort of stuff so for me to be kind of a face off mm. i think that's that'd be really difficult for me to do i wouldn't do it justice i would probably say the wrong thing or you know so i think when it comes to my own personal experience i'm really confident to do yeah. that so living with fasd was a real opportunity for us just to yeah. sit and kind of you know to, for me to talk about it from a parent perspective yes i do have permission from 
my son yeah. talk about some of the issues that we have and not talking out of school if there's anything i didn't want to talk about i wouldn't yeah. talk about it but actually he's he's happy um in fact he is going to be our first guest isn't he so yeah, um, yeah. in the next Exciting. episode he's he's going to be um your you guys first guest because i'm stepping yeah. out of that one <laughs> and i had that conversation with him and i said you know i'm not going to be in it and he said why not and i said because i want you to feel free to say what you need to say he says i'll say what all i can really. so, <laughs> which you will you know yeah um so another um lived experience of living with everybody yeah. so yeah so that's what i do and i keep tris's diary in check because he's mm. hopeless at it um and run the office and mm. i don't mm. know i just do a lot of things oh wouldn't you know the phone would ring when we were recording the podcast yeah. it just sounds about right doesn't it um there you go we'll ring you back yeah um so yeah so we've got some we we have um some questions we're not going to ask them all but it's just some questions for um listeners to get an insight into who we are yeah. why we're involved in what we do and stuff yeah. um and um yeah so who wants who wants to ask a question first well i i'll i'll actually hit you scott because oh, i just I, I feel well not yeah okay not hit you but you know you, but i just feel like uh just going back to the year kind of a dynamic there for this peer support groups because i've been doing a bit kind of on it about just talking about it and explaining what they are and stuff yeah with different bits i've been at the moment and um kind of just thinking like obviously you're a great example for people that are living with fsc and being able to talk to them you have so much information that you have learned like Maggie about yourself and that that you've really got understanding and I just feel that somebody with FASD having that understanding about themselves will really help them to kind of you know be able to kind of go on and go on in life yeah. and like like what you're doing now like getting your own job and that like sort of yeah. thing you 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 know when to tell us like something that you can't do and boy do you make it listen like, <laughs> like but you but you but yeah you but yeah. you do and you know that that's important because yeah. there's no point to like not and then scott's kind of side of it then obviously being a, par a parent um but like you've real good understanding obviously you've yourself and i'll have that adoption fostering um podcast as well like mm. but you're kind of very much in touch with kind of like how how it would be i'd be more so kind of like i'd be like so these people tell me all these kind of issues and i'd be like how to how do i help them mm. like yeah. where do i need to go or whatever but i feel like the dynamic for the peer support is more supporting and it's just about understanding and listening and both of your experiences are really well set up for something like that yeah so like just to go on to my first question for you then scott was like what do you what do you do for yourself after a particularly hard FASD parenting day? <laughs> oh, do, do you know they're they're rarer and rarer as Jacob gets older, um, which yeah. is a good thing because he actually, has that understanding too, though. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he's now maturing and yeah. he's getting less and less likely to kind of you know to have the symptoms. So. Do you remember we went to the Jeff Noble thing in there yeah. and he said about symptoms rather than behaviours? I prefer mm. the word symptoms because yeah. a behaviour makes it sound like it's in 
leopard or snake or leopard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, Jacob's symptoms now are probably he gets a bit grumpy when he's tired, or you know, yeah. probably if he doesn't get his own way, he might kick off a little bit. But actually, we're probably we've adjusted our our parenting style to suit him, yeah. and he is now old enough to understand actually some of the things he can unlearn, and he can ask us for help in terms of strategies and how to deal with yeah. certain things. Yeah. And I think that when when I think back to when I first became a parent and the peer support element was always, always seen as really important. So mixing with other people who'd been through the same process yeah. as us. So adoption specifically in this case. Um, but I always find that everybody's experience is completely different. Yeah. But the more I kind of got into peer support, I mean, the job I had at Adoption UK, that was, I mean, it was a peer support agency from top to bottom. You know, it was, it was mm. mostly made yeah. up of adoptive parents who worked together. Yeah, yeah. So you had it in work, you had it at home. <clears throat> but what I find is that whilst peer support element is so important, what, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're a social worker, whether you're a psychotherapist, whether you're a, I don't know, a teacher, you know, if you're sitting in a room with other teachers, you're able to share stories of things that you've experienced um they might be slightly different to somebody else's experience but they might have a, a, a an opportunity an option that you've not thought about kind of thing okay. and i think that's where it comes important because it's not about walking over somebody else's personal experience so if i was talking to another parent of someone with fasd i wouldn't diss their experience just because i've not experienced yeah. that yeah but i may be able to kind of you know, have a, a different angle on it. That yeah, give something about. that might help them as exactly. your experience yeah. as well. Yeah. The problem you've got with peer support is that sometimes it can get a bit grumbly, which is, and when I say grumbly, I mean like, yeah, go like into a, talking about what, what whatever is complaining about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just felt some the, bad. The support and I think I think you need an element of that. You, but of course. I think you have to try and keep it as positive as you can because yeah. I think if you don't then it just does become yeah, you know, yeah. it can actually bring you down yeah you know? well, well i could just imagine people will probably start chunk like coming to it with like a load of problems that they have instead of like coming to it with like an open mind where where they're like sure they're more so going on there to kind of give a bit of a like a, an idea of like what's happened to them in yeah. the past two weeks since the last yeah. one or something they'll have a yeah. list of all these issues instead of going in but kind of a positive mind and mean like listen to what's yeah. and then then it might cop with someone else about like John an idea or something or Maggie you might pop in with something like actually I I don't think that really works for people with FSD or oh yeah, yeah. but it, it almost becomes like a competition where parents have to outdo each other for the worst possible situations or the worst possible day and I think with that there are some like online support groups that are specifically, you know, for parents and stuff where they would not let people with FACD in because it's so triggering because, and because I, where I am on my journey, I've learned how to control triggers and know what does it, I'm allowed to be in them. But sometimes it's just like, even I have to walk away being like, no, it's almost like they're just looking for the negativity instead of focusing on one success, which happened today. And I think that is why it is so important for like there to be peer support, not just for parents, but also for individuals, because it's yeah. actually 
it is so difficult to find peer support groups that's just for individuals. And I think what makes like we're planning to bring up the um, support group for individuals with FASD Ireland is that they're run by someone with FASD. Mm. It's not by a parent who thinks they know what it's like or a you know, a social worker or a professional who actually doesn't have to live it. They've read the book, so they think they know it, but actually having it run by someone who's been there. And also it's someone who's older, who has been through the bad stuff. And so it's okay for people to be honest and be like, oh, I stole things or, you know, I'm having impulse controls or this happened. And for that individual be like, yeah, I've done that too. There's no judgment. There's no shame. Okay, try this strategy. Well, at least, at least through them groups are noticing these things like yeah yeah absolutely. you know um yeah and i think what maggie said is absolutely spawn because there's two you know I, and certainly in the last job i was in um i hope they've developed on a little bit better than they they have but they were starting to look at offering peer support groups for adopted adults and adopted children and stuff and um hopefully now they are delivered completely by people who are adult who were adopted or adults true, who are yeah. adopted adults or however yeah. you know they refer to themselves these days um because actually though their experience that if they're running something like that for an organization like that then they will have to be fully trained they'll have to be um safeguarding yeah. trained they'll have to be you know guard vetted they'll have to be everything that you can think of they'll have to be trained to the standard not to a standard but trained to understand and be able to recognize yeah. issues and concerns and stuff like that they will be supervised by somebody who manages the yeah. the, the kind of the the groups i guess yeah. so they would have to take that to their supervisor say okay so this came up in the group and you know without breaking their confidence or anything like yeah. that because you wouldn't necessarily name name names unless it was a safeguard issue but you would you would have to actually take that to the supervisor to be able to say actually i have a concern with this what do you think you know it might just be a very quick investigation yeah. it might just be a very quick chat with you know the person who's run the group or going back to the child but that's really important because um you know we're not here to judge anybody's parenting yeah. styles or parenting attempts but obviously unless it's unless there's safeguarding issues yeah. mm. or, or risks. Yeah. but then so, for like techniques then to like so keep things positive and stuff because I've, I've obviously like working on the hub i've heard like you know lots of parents and they're literally at their wits end like mm. and you've got you've must have had them days too like and is it purely just so to how, how'd you kind of it's been a walk in the park yeah yes. I, no it hasn't been a walk in the park yeah no. you know i do i i yeah back in the day absolutely you know um to the point now i think that we were talking about triggers earlier when we just yeah. with, within conversation and I think I have various triggers of stuff that happens. Um, and, and it can happen in the office as well. That's the thing. So, like, you'll be having a conversation with Tris. Yeah. And because you're someone with FASD and I live with Tris, it could be a conversation about something very similar to what we've had at home. And I'm instantly triggered and thinking, okay, is this going to kick off? Mm. It's not because yeah. it's, it's a work conversation. Yeah, yeah. But when I think back to some of the experiences that we've had, as parents and you know yeah jacob doesn't mind me saying this and he's as embarrassed as we are because we didn't know how to deal with it you know when he was younger and he used to beat the absolute crap out of us yeah. or he would swear at us or he'd set fire to his um bin in his in his bedroom or whatever and that... those, <laughs> those days were probably the toughest yeah. and you do think 
when is this going to stop? How can I change it? What can I, do? you know, all that sort of stuff? Because it's not that you're doubting your parenting ability, but you know that you have to change something for it to be better for that person. Mm. So yeah. it can be better for your your child, because actually they don't want to be like that. Yeah. You don't want to be set fire to your bin because you know it's dangerous, but there's just something inside you that's going, okay, where's those matches? Yeah. You know, let, let me stuff that full of paper. You don't want to see bruises. You don't want to see your parents having to try and keep you safe by holding you when your yeah. arms are flailing everywhere. Um, and you're, you know, you can do a lot of damage to yourself. So, yes, I have that experience. Um, and a lot of parents don't like my response when they ask me, how did you change things? Because actually it goes against the natural parenting instinct to have consequences for your children when they do something wrong, to um, do what, uh, I don't know, a doctor says, and again, this is something we're yeah. going to cover in the future, medicate your child. Who's, who are you medicating the child for? Yeah. Even if it's you or for them. So there's loads of things in there. Um, and I think that is the thing with FASD. We have to parent to accommodate our ch child so that they feel safe, so that they can actually grow and mature, yeah. um, and also so that we can help them to become those people as parents. And I think it's also to ignore when other parents are like, oh, you're letting them off easy, or actually you're just, you know, mm. you need to be tougher, because I think a lot of parents who are raising kids or adults with FASD, they get a lot of judgment because on the outside, you know, uh, I go and take someone's um, stuff and take it home. That other parent is going to see it as, oh, she stole, she's been planning this, da, da, da. And actually, no, it's just impulse control. I saw it. I didn't think of it as mm. ownership. I took it. And so. But then as, as, as like a parent, then at the time of that happening, isn't the time to confront the child? exactly yeah so so it's about it's about nearly letting it happen and like if a meltdown happens or something like that you let it happen once yeah. it's all cool down then you you go and explain and that's yeah. how the child understands not not at a time of yeah. uh, like where that impulse control happens or where yeah. that meltdown is happening that's not where a parent needs to kind of do it. And, and this is where like other parents are obviously like why are why aren't you Telling, yeah. telling your child to shut up like <laughs> you're in the middle of a shopping center like yeah. but uh, it's it's when you go home and then when the child is back and they're kind of a safe place then you then you kind of you you talk to your child and that's how they grow and understand they're not going to understand in that moment no so i feel like especially with you guys and jacob like obviously kind of understood this and it's very i can just see him like in the like i'd be thinking like He's, if I was a parent now and letting Jake off into town or whatever, and a young lad like going around, whatever, playing basketball, I'd be, I'd be worried, sick, like, but like, you, you obviously, you obviously know, and he's got that understanding, like himself, like himself, and he understands what, like, what to do, and like, he's very mature, like, he seems yeah. that, anyways, like. But, um, he, but he knows that that's because he knows his boundaries. He knows the boundaries that we've got with him. Yeah. And but he also knows that if he goes over those boundaries, which he often yeah. does. That the way we deal with it now compared to the way we dealt with it maybe yeah. eight, nine years ago is very different. In a control yeah. and calm kind of Exactly. Way. Because yeah. there's no point in me going, where have you been? Yeah. You know, why didn't you come home and you said, blah, 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 blah. There's no point in me doing that. Because yeah. it doesn't have any effect on him. And and it actually riles me up to be like that. Yeah. So why why not just say, 
Bolder-esque, now, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's a case scenario. It's like Jacob, you're late. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, blah, blah blah blah. Right, which we wouldn't get if I went. Where have you been? Yeah, yeah. But like the thing, like the things, like this, like this sort of stuff, like six months ago when I started, whatever, seven months ago now was it? Yeah. No, six. Yeah, and like, what do you mean? Like, I wouldn't have had a notion about all these bits. Like, so like dealing with that and the kind of the with neurodiverse kind of uh individuals growing up like and kind of understanding this like that can help all parents too in a way like yeah okay. absolutely sure and that is a fantastic segment yeah because maggie wrote a question but i'm going to ask it rather than yeah it's okay. it, maggie because we kind of contribute to small so since you started working here yeah you just mentioned what you've what you've learned with that what has been your biggest ah moment like in the seven months what's been the it was, I wouldn't say it was such a, like a moment in one, like kind of an instinct. It was probably when we went to Salford that time, like that was just, and it wasn't even so much about obviously the whole day and all it was like very intense. And like, there was a lot of kind of workshops going on and like, there was a lot of kind of lectures and a lot of information, like to be trying to get into my brain, like a right now and piece of paper and whatever. But like, it was more so actually spending a lot of time with you outside of the office like yeah. even the likes of like going to the to the airport and traveling around and kind of just like not so much that I was watching you or whatever but like I kind of just was like I kind of just because obviously when we're like so our our office is set up that I kind of face out the window and I'm not actually really facing anybody so, so don't mind your face yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> fair enough you prefer to see the back of my head uh, yeah so you're both on the other side of the office like so uh, we don't really get that much in well we would obviously but it's more so talking like sometimes I'd be yeah. talking but I wouldn't even look around at you I'd just yeah. say something like yeah. uh, but when we actually went over I kind of I found it in a way like a uh, good experience to just kind of not so much monitor you or watch you, but kind of I learned off you too by just how you're interacting. That. And that was kind of when I was kind of like noting some kind of behaviors or whatever, kind of, not again, that word behavior symptoms or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you even wanted it with time when you're checking into the hotel. I went back. Worry, God, she's all worried. I did. I did. I worried. But then I, I was trying to ring you and there was no answer at first time in a text or whatever. And you said you're with your friends or whatever. So I was like, grand. But it wasn't really the plan we'd followed that day. So we said we'd go for lunch and then we'd go eat. And then I wanted to go for a tour of Old Trafford being yeah. all weird. Okay. So you said you'd be all right and you'd go back and check in. So then when I went to go get checked in, you hadn't and your bag was still in the thing. Oh, I was panicking. I was like, oh, my God. Sure, I didn't really know. Like... Mm like could you have gotten lost or could you you know like yeah could you have been in like the other side of manchester or something or were you just gone shopping or like what was i did go shopping you did go shopping yeah so i hadn't hadn't a clue like and your bag was still in the hotel so i was kind of i hadn't checked in but like these sort of things like um well that's funny here from europe because i was just like i'd message i think i texted you being like what time does checking end you're like oh 2 a.m i was like right fine so my thought was like okay i have until 2 a.m don't need to worry and in my defense that was my original plan where we're going to go for lunch you wanted to go i was going to go back to the hotel check in go for it and then meet up with my friends except they came like while i was finishing lunch being like hi we're here and let's go shopping and all of a sudden let's go for a meal and all of a sudden it was like 
but the whole time I was just like, oh, it's 2 a.m. Ah, plenty of time. I did have to do like an online presentation at like 1 a.m. Um, so I did cut it a bit close. But for me, yeah, I wouldn't have thought about it like that. I was just like, oh, it's 2 a.m. As long as I'm there before 2 a.m., everything's fine. I had no idea how much stress I was causing Rob until like, he was like, where have you been, Maggie, when I what finally is- arrived in reception? Well, I, I wouldn't even have really been, I wasn't even really have been that bothered, but it was more so that I knew that for you, before we were going, you were very much kind of concerned about like the times we were getting, how we were getting to the airport, the times the airport was going, times because you obviously didn't want to miss it or the times the flight was leaving or whatever. So you were very kind of strict and like uh, on these things. And then once we got there, it was yeah. kind of all gone out the window. <laughs> well, I don't think I'd gone out then. It's just I it was my first time having someone else book my flights and doing that yeah. because usually I do it myself and now all of a sudden I didn't have those details so I was literally on Google being like what time because I just didn't have what time my flight was when it was so that was the, I was like anxiety ridden me like usually I have all the documents saying this is when your plane leaves da, da, da. I didn't have any of that until you arrived at the airport being like here you go here's your boarding pass and stuff so then once I was like all right that's fine then yeah and I think that's um something that and that was going to be my question for you, actually, um, before we kind of close out. But this being your first out of the home job, yeah. because normally you do a lot of stuff online yeah. as as work, and this is the first time you've worked in an office environment, yeah. should we say? And it's really interesting hearing that perspective because you're so used to doing it yourself, and obviously this was all through work, so it was all paid for through work. And you know, we probably gave you the flight time, but didn't think actually maybe she needs a bit of paper to say. Oh, yes. Okay. So I can see. Yeah. So, so that's my ticket. So that's fine. So I've got my ticket. So I know that's when we're leaving. So I know when that's when I have to be yeah. in the airport and all that sort of stuff. So that's, that's a really interesting learning. But what has been the hardest thing to get your head around that you didn't really expect with an out of the house job? I know you've done stuff previously, like you've done college courses and you've had and like been bit- on an egg farm for two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in terms of, you know, working in this environment, what's been the, what's been the, the, hardest thing to get your head around in terms of working like in this in in an office environment with lots going on I think for me because I work part-time it's the I will come in and like so much stuff will have happened that I have no idea and then I'm just trying to catch up and stuff because I only work two days out of the five so all of a sudden you know nothing will have happened I come in all of a sudden we've gotten money from here or we're doing this or we're doing this presentation or these people have come in I'm just like what and then it's just trying to then figure out, okay, how is this affecting me? Okay, is this outside of, or is it a different day or what's going on? And then missing out, I suppose, on, you know, the banter or, you know, something will have funny have happened when I'm not here. And so there'll be like an inside joke that I have no idea what's going on. I'm like, well, what have I missed? Clearly there's something here. So I think it's just, I'm so used to, being not at the center of it but being so involved because it will be of being a work event where I'm either there five days a week or I'm so involved in it whereas this time it's I'm only here two days a week so obviously a lot happens on the days I'm not here and then being not left out but just trying to feel okay understanding that you know we do so many different things that I'm not involved in everything so sometimes things are happening that I have no idea and I'm not part of and so it's just I think expectations and figuring out okay had these expectations actually my expectations might have been misplaced or I 
overexpected or I underexpected. And it's just, I think, understanding that I can't be involved in everything, which is new to me because yeah. everything I do is if it's podcasts, I'm the center guest, or if it's a support group, I'm the one who's running it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just mm. figuring that out. So that, and that's probably more about, you know, because obviously you wouldn't spend, well, I don't know, you might spend six hours online doing something, but on like just one specific thing. Yeah. Um, six. So I guess that's really quite interesting if I think about the change of coming in here and doing a number of things that aren't specifically presenting or supporting yeah. or you know training or whatever so so that that must be different I guess I guess that must be can I just reassure you so it's not all great like no. there are days where nothing happens often we just sit here <laughs> those are always for the days hours. when I'm here that nothing happens here is just click 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh dear the typing of the keyboard for two hours straight yes and then listening to robbie like a horse with big teeth yeah that kind of way but anyway it's all good crunchy crisps well i think that that's quite a good start yeah. to our um to the first step well to the to the series anyway um maggie what are you hoping to get out of this uh present this podcast what are you hoping to to be able to Oh, good question. Putting me on the spot on that one. Yeah. Um, I think there's two parts. Part of me is I want to see what it's like being on this side where you do the research on a guest or you have to figure out what questions um, rather than just, you know, being saying the same story or, you know, having the same questions asked when I'm a guest. And I think just seeing how far it can go. I mean, we're doing one series, but I want to see the interactions and, you know, the comments and hopefully the audience will then be like, you know, having their own questions that they want to be asked or being like, hey, can we have this guest on or actually and just, you know, really expanding it. Um, and also being someone with FSD as a host, co-host. So it means I get to kind of have that input, but also get to listen to other individuals and be like, oh, actually, I haven't tried that strategy. I'm going to go and try that, or that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. And Rob, for you, because you're obviously leaving us at some point over the next yeah month or so um, to go off and have a life. I yeah, guess. <laughs> turns out there's a life outside of FASD. Um, but you have agreed to continue on as yeah co-host. He's still the, doing the yeah, the which podcast, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but what what do you you know? Well, Why do you say yes? What do you want out of it? Pretty, it's a, like obviously take I've taken some interest in like FSD since starting here, like reading a lot about it and whatever else uh, online and that and uh, articles and whatever. But like it's a good way of obviously staying engaged with you guys, mm. what you're doing. Mm. Um, I suppose when you were talking about how you feel like uh, when you've only here two days a week, maybe something happens on a Friday and a Monday or something and you're in on a Tuesday, that's got, is that shirt, like that's just what it's going to be like for me. So it's going to be like a good way to catch up with all that's been going on here in the office. Uh, the gossip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just here for the gossip. Get, get the goss. Um, but as well, like what you're working towards and, um, Think it'd be a good way to kind of just stay engaged and mm. have the chats with G and meet other people too, kind of in the world of FSD and talk to them too. Yeah, uh, I think when you when you just said something there, so I think you're minimizing what you've done because you just said when I read up about FSD, you you are like 
an amazing researcher. Yeah. Um, and so it's not just a case of, oh, look, he's got a shy. It's almost a good thing yeah. you're not on social media because, like, yeah. you'd be able to find all the dirt. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But um, you are an amazing researcher, and, and the research you do, actually, a lot of the times, it's like, wow, okay, where the hell did you find that? So it's not just about reading. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you kind of under, you undersell what you, your abilities, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Thanks. Shall I shall I ask myself the question? Yeah, go on. Yeah. What, what do you want out of this? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because obviously the ANF podcast has been going for six years now, and I think that we've tried lots of different things. Um, and I think just kind of opening up that platform for other topics, so it's not just FASD. What's the crack that's going to be on there? It's yeah. um, also BMBU conversations with a couple of therapists. Um, uh, Vicky and I can't remember the other lady's name, but anyway, they're two therapists. They've got their own kind of um, uh, counselling therapy organisation. They're have, oh. having bite-sized conversations about things like language. So oh, um, the ones that they've done yeah. today. Um, so for me, I think it's just about bringing another element to the network, but also in terms of stuff in Ireland. Now it's clear I'm not Irish. Maggie is Irish. She just doesn't sound that. Irish. Rob is the most Irish person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do, and I get to stick for every single <laughs> Every day. But I, th- I, d- I don't think there's enough Irish stuff around. Um, That's quite true, yeah. So when I'm thinking about something like a podcast on FASD, there, there's, what have we got, maybe half a dozen podcasts on FASD around the world that yeah. I'm aware of anyway. Um, and they're all in different kind proper of, ones, yeah. Yeah, they're all different kind of setups and layouts and hosts and co-hosts and guests and non-guests and all that sort of stuff. So I guess for me, what I just what I want us to be able to do is to have a little bit of kind of fun, yeah. Whilst tackling a, another serious subject, yeah. mm. adoption is a serious subject, fostering is a serious yeah. um, subject, special guardianship is a serious subject, oh, yeah. FASD is a serious subject as well. But I want I want to be able to kind of for people to listen get lots out of it but actually go away feeling like they've, they've been lifted up a bit so and i think also the fact that what i'm hoping for this podcast is it's not just for parents or for anyone it's actually individuals can easily listen to this as well and be able to relate mm. um so it's, it's almost having... a family podcast it's a exactly. family involved podcast and is that not the point of having us three as yeah. the hosts together because yeah. you live with fasd i've parent yeah. someone well, two people potentially with FASD and I'm just me <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here he's going to have a sniff of the turf and it, but I think having your perspective because you're so new to FASD means that you'll be asking questions or have different exactly. perspectives on yeah. what we would always just assume everyone knows or just assume that you know because we've been through it it's just like oh that's whereas you'd be like actually um what does FASD actually mean? Because we just assume what everyone knows. What is, what is the FASD? Uh, uh, yeah. No, yeah. Um, it does kind of, because there was times too, like where I'd be kind of nearly feeling a little bit stupid or something, like asking me a question. Do you know, at the start, like, yeah. about it could be about anything. Like, I don't know, especially all the kind of the acronyms and stuff like that that are associated with, like, medical conditions yeah there's lots and like you'd obviously know them all off like yeah so just from dealing with them 
uh, like for most your your for all your lives kind of and i'd be like oh be feeling a bit kind of silly asking what's this like even yeah. just from hearing you talk about it in the office or something we're like what actually is it yeah. <laughs> Do you know um so i like but obviously sure yeah it does represent all kind of aspects of how and it hopefully will make kind of a, a good platform for fsd in, in ireland yeah. like um absolutely good yeah. to have the different perspectives too between yeah. the, yeah. the three of us Absolutely. And um, acronyms are the bane of everybody's life. Oh. I think, in, you know, when you work in a profession and you go in and you're new, you're like, it's just, mm. huh? Like, it yeah. should be banned, actually. Oh. But even when we're writing stuff like applications for funding and uh, press releases and stuff, I'm always very conscious of it even then because yeah. of yeah. exactly that. So I think it's, I think it's common. Right, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. So that's episode one. Obviously, when episode one comes out, we'll listen back to it. Cringe. Obviously. And hopefully make some improvements for episode yeah. two. <laughs> um, we'll also be checking the sound quality out because hopefully um, once we send this to the the, 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 the techie guys, the techie guys, guys. The techie guy, um, hi. at the ANF network, aka our course, um, hopefully he'll do a grand job on it. Um, this today, we've actually recorded in the same room, which is very unusual um, mm. for the ANF network because normally we do it online um, but hopefully it works fine um, episode 2 will be out in a couple of weeks time Yeah, probably um, be a little bit less uh, introductory absolutely so oh, yeah. Kinda, yeah. this is probably, all you're going to get of us That's it. you already know everything about us That's <laughs> yeah. it. Um, and the content for that next time will be uh, an interview with Jacob which yeah. you guys are going to do um, I might not be on that podcast We'll see. We'll, oh, see. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You what might happens. feature something at some stage, or we know. <laughs> when, you, when I come back in and you're like, "So Jacob reckons that you do this? What's yeah. all about that?" You <laughs> might need your insight to the bigger picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that'll be great. And then um, hopefully we'll well we will do one every month. So there's seven episodes. That's seven months worth. Yeah, that's and, into and next year. Was this this one? You know, we've kind of done an introduction um, yeah. i'm sure the other ones will be a little bit more structured and you know you guys will um, also contribute to some of the organizing and stuff of them as well so. oh we will yeah. <laughs> 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 to be fair to be fair i sprung on rob this morning when he came in the door yeah. i was like all right everyone did a podcast today he's like oh jesus <laughs> um and the only last thing i was going to say which we were going to say at the beginning we are marking all of these episodes explicit for the simple fact that I have Scott has self-diagnosed threats. <laughs> and I swear, like a sailor. Yeah. So um, it's mess around Irish people. Yeah, it's it's reasonably well known in FASD circles yeah. that people with FASD do have um they're very relaxed expressive. with their language. Yeah, expressive. expressive language. Yeah. When they get um, excited or so there may be some swear words used at some point. So we haven't really done too badly, I don't think. I think no, what I said was yeah. crap on this one, maybe. Um, crap isn't a swear word, is it? No, I know. So but that's what I'm saying. That's the worst we've gone. So yeah. it's. I think we're fine for this one. Um. So this one's probably not going to be marked explicit, but the next <laughs> one's probably will yeah. be just in case. Yep. 
So that's it from us. Um, if you enjoyed listening, then listen to our um, next episode um, on the ANF Network. Um, and in the meantime, if you want to see some of the work that we do, then you can pop along to our website, fasdisland.ie. On there, you'll find details of our uh, support groups um, that begin in September in time for um, World FASD. Oh, what's it? Oh, my days. That's oh, wow. That's really bad. International, International FASD Day. Awareness. Awareness Day. September 9th. September 9th, yeah. And then the support groups are starting the week after. The parent one is nearly full. Um, but we've still got quite a few spaces left on living uh, for people living with FASD. So um, pop along to the website, have a look at that. And also, if you are an educator, an SNA, a SENCO, um, our next FASD in the classroom is the 7th of September, so just after the um, the schools go back. Um, these are free for anybody who works in a school, so you just have to pop in the details of your school within there so that we can double check that out. Um, they have been funded by Digital Lift. This is the last one that will be funded by Digital Digital Lift, um, and but we will be continuing to do them free of charge um, in the future. But the next one is the 7th of September, so do pop along to fasdireland.ie, and if you are on so if you are on social media unlike our rob yeah. then we are on all platforms including a new one unofficially yeah um and just type in fasd island and you'll find us there so that's it really yeah all good speak to you guys next month yeah see you now bye, bye.